St. Paul instructs St. Timothy, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Upper Room Media presents this Teen Matters talk, praying that it will firmly establish these virtues in the future of our church. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Everybody awake? It's good. So today is the parable of the sower who sows the seed. Just a little trivia question. What does the seed represent in the parable of the sower? Let's go row row seven. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So the row the row that's got Emmanuel in it. Anyone in the row from boys or girls, what does the seed represent in the parable of of the sower? I'll give you a hint. It ends with D. Yeah? So a what? Us growing. It's a good start. Us growing is a good start because if we take on what this seed represents, we're definitely going to grow. We're definitely going to grow. Actually, I remember there's a nice uh, little primary school song and it says, read your Bible, pray every day and you, you grow, grow, grow. Don't read your Bible, don't pray every day. You shrink, you shrink. And then you shrink. So that's a hint. What does the seed represent in the parable of the sower? Yes. Yeah, the word. Yeah. So it's the word of God. The seed in the parable represents the word of God. And the word of God is being scattered on different kinds of ground. So there's like rocky ground. There's thorny ground. There's good ground. There's wayside ground. And depending on the type of ground that it falls on, it either brings forth fruit or it doesn't bring forth anything. This is a different trivia question here. So this is the gospel of the third hour. The gospel of the third hour in the prayer book, the Egbeya. What are the missing two words? You are already blank because of the blank which I have spoken to you. You are already something because of the something which I've spoken to you. Does anyone want to have a go? What the answers are? Joy, you look like you're smiling. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus said you are already clean. Why are you clean? Because of the word which I've spoken to you. Did you know that there is a power in the word of God which is able to cleanse us? So have we ever struggled with addiction to anything? Have we ever had a sin that we kept going back to? And we thought it's going to be too hard. I can't get rid of it. Have we ever been addicted to a sin? Did you know that just reading the Word of God 
can recover people from addiction. It's happened many, many times before. People have been addicted to something. They've exposed themselves to the word of God over and over again. And Jesus' words are true. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. The word of God has the power to make us clean. The power to help us overcome addiction. I want to share with you this story of these two monks, which was really nice. And more or less, the story goes like this. There was one monk and he goes up to his fellow spiritual father monk and he tells him, you know what my problem is? Every time I read the Bible, I never actually remember what I read. Every time I read the Bible, maybe not every time, but at least a lot of the time, I don't understand what I read. So then his spiritual father told him, okay, I want you to get this bucket and this bucket is filthy. You look inside the bucket, it's just disgusting. Mud and it's dry, it's cracked, it's like stuck on different parts of the bucket. And he tells him, I want you to go fill it up and bring it back to me. So the monk listens and he goes and he fills up the bucket and he brings it back to him. And then his spiritual father says, you know, where's the water? He goes, oh, it's got a hole in it. So every time I fill it up and bring it back to you, you just there's nothing left. It just falls through the hole in the bucket. He's like, do it again. So he goes and he takes the bucket, fills it up with water, comes back to his spiritual father. And the spiritual father's like, where's the water? He's like, it's still got a hole in it. There's no water. It always falls out when I come to bring it to you. He does it five times, ten times. And at the end, the young monk is like, you know, Abuna, like just, like I've got a brain. Like, I don't think this is going to hold water. It's got a hole. And then his spiritual father tells him, but look inside the bucket. What do you see? And the monk's like, it is squeaky clean. It is completely clean. And so his spiritual father tells him, he goes, although you read the Bible and you might not understand everything you read, although you read the Bible and you don't retain the knowledge of everything that you read, you don't remember it all. But do you remember what the bucket was like? It was filthy. And now it's completely clean. That is what the word of God is to you. That is what the word of God is to your heart and your soul and your thoughts and your mind. So keep reading the Bible and never stop. Keep reading and never stop. We need the word of God in our life. You know, when Satan comes to tempt us, what should we do when he gives us thoughts that may not be very good? Whether they're thoughts of jealousy, thoughts of gossip, gossiping about someone, sexual thoughts that are not right for us to indulge in. What should we do? Jesus gives us what we should do whenever we're faced with temptation. Do you remember when Satan came to tempt Jesus on the mountain? He would tell him all of these different temptations. 
Do you remember how Jesus answered every single one of the temptations? Someone has to know this. Yes. Yeah, with Scripture. Every time he answered Satan, it was with words from the Holy Scriptures. Words from the Bible. So if Jesus answers the devil with words from the Bible, how much more do we need to answer the devil and evil thoughts with words from the Bible? Jesus teaches us what to do. I just want to share with you one example, one example of how we can do this. Whenever you're faced with a temptation where the devil's like, you have to fall into this sin. You're too weak against this sin. You have to fall into it. In fact, you actually can't go on just living your normal life unless you fall into this sin. You have to. It's just what you need. You need this sin, whatever it is. Your body requires this sin. Your ego requires this sin. Whatever it is. Imagine every time we get that thought, we answer with this verse from the Bible. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Did you hear the promise in that? So let's say the devil says you're too weak. You have to fall into this sin. You have to, you have to. There's no way you can separate from this. And then... We answer with the word of God, which says God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. In other words, if you're ever tempted with something, the promise of God is that you are able to bear it. Sometimes we believe the lie. I'm not able and that's I have to fall. That is a lie. We answer with the word of God. God tells us, whenever you're tempted, you're able to bear it. And with that temptation, he makes the way of escape. There is an option to escape from that temptation. Answering Satan with the word of God is one of the most powerful things we can do in our spiritual life. And so what do we take away from today? Something very simple. Read the Bible without negotiation every day. Read the Bible every single day. Do not let one day pass without reading the Bible. We will all grow strong if we read the Bible every single day. One way that we can do this is that you make it at a time in your day which triggers your memory. So for example, all of us have to study. Right? All of us have to study. So we can put, for example, our Bible reading before our study. And you say to yourself, I am not allowed to study. Doesn't that sound good? I am not allowed to study. There's the rest of the sentence. Until I read my Bible. You'll never forget to read your Bible that way. I have to read my Bible or else I'm not allowed to study. Mum and Dad, why aren't you studying? Because I haven't read my Bible. It's a great answer. It's a great answer. Mum, Dad, will you help me read my Bible so I can study? 
That's just an example. But if you have your time in the day where you're already reading, that's good. Keep that going. But please, read your Bible every day. Don't let a day go past and God will reward. God will strengthen. God will give grace. God will cleanse. The Bible should be like food, as important as food. If we're not going to read it before we study, then tell yourself, I'm not allowed to have dinner until I read my Bible. Eat God's word, then eat dinner. Whatever it is, make it at an important part of the day. May God give us strength to live in his word, be strengthened by his word. Glory. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.